Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Morning with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. We are picking up with day five of our Confessions of God's People That Are Stuck in the Middle devotional, Mm -hmm. which is a fictional story based off scripture, and it's been a lot of fun so far. There's a link to the devotional in the description of the podcast if you all want to follow along with us. And as always... I'm going to read the scripture (laughs) (laughs) and Tori's going to pick up the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is John chapter three, verse 17. And it says this, God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. The devotional is titled confessions of a guilty coward. Peter, he says, Oh God, I am overwhelmed by shame and guilt. When I open my eyes, I want to cover my head with the blanket and stay that way. Not only am I mourning your death and am in shock by it all, but it was my fault. I know it was. I was the one who betrayed you in the courtyard by the fireplace. I had three chances to stand up for you, fight for you, and even go down with you. Instead, I denied you. I was even scared of a lowly servant girl who asked me if I knew you. What was the worst they could have done? I would have had the chance to talk about you and share your hope and message of love. Instead, I hunched over the fire, hiding my face. This guilt is heavier than anything I have ever felt before. In the past, I have been looked down upon and disrespected. It used to make my face burn and my stomach drop. You were the first person who saw me and made me feel like I was worth something. Now that is all lost. I wish I were dead. I thought I was so great. As the 12 disciples, we would conquer the world and show others we were capable. Look at us now. We are scattered and afraid. I am no good anymore. I better go back to fishing if I can even remember how to do that. Sincerely, a guilty coward. God says, Peter, the rock, I know you are ashamed and embarrassed. I saw the tears and the anguish in your eyes as the rooster crowed. You are correct that you should not have been embarrassed by me or afraid of death, but I did not come into the world to condemn you, but to save you. I told you I would suffer many things and die. Don't you remember when I was In all of my heavenly glory on the mountaintop, I told you then, when we headed into Jerusalem, I said I would be mocked, scourged, crucified, and rise again. I know you didn't understand it, but I was trying to prepare you. You feel overwhelmed by your sin, but remember, I have forgiven them all. I am merciful and will remember your sin no more. You have humbled yourself, and you are crying out in prayer and seeking my face. I hear you, and I will forgive you. I will take your mistakes and give you a second chance. So confess who I am, and I can build something extraordinary on that confession. Love your faithful father. Yeah, I think this entire devotional boils down to that last sentence that says this. So confess who I am. And I can build something extraordinary. And I feel like our guilt and our shame, I'm more afraid of shame than I am guilt because I think think a certain amount of guilt can be good. It can Mm -hmm. lead to repentance. Totally. But 
shame is yeah. saying I am this. Right. And the answer to what right. what God is saying is confess who I am. Right. I am the great I am. I am mm-hmm. the God who is. Right. And I love how God just changes perspective because mm-hmm. that entire letter from Peter was all about right. how terrible he quote unquote is. Right. And God says, don't focus on you, focus on me. Wow. And I think it's normal for us as people to mm-hmm. want to say, oh, well, okay, I did this bad thing. So now I'm going to go do this good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when you see it. And I don't want to harp too much on this, but it's been studied that there are groups of people who end up doing bad things, whether they're cheating on their spouse or whatever that may be, but then they end up creating philanthropy groups and it helps them justify the wrongdoing. Yeah. And that's what Peter wants to do is he wants to make up for it. Yeah. He wants to make it right. right. He wants to make himself right. Mm-hmm. But guess what? He can't make himself right. Right. God can. Yeah. That's what God does. Yeah. And we need to look at God the same way God is telling Peter to look at him. He says, Focus yeah. on me, not on yeah. you. And it's why Jesus had to die, you know? And it's like the whole premise of what was happening when Peter was writing this, you know, when he denied Jesus. And, you know, something that is just always, always, always like so close to my heart is when people are dealing with shame because it's just so personal to my own story and my own struggle. And I just remember praying prayers like this where I just didn't feel worthy of God's forgiveness. And I feel that from Peter where Peter doesn't feel worthy of forgiveness. He feels like he wants to hide his face. And that's what shame will do is it makes you want to hide from God because you don't feel worthy of forgiveness. You don't feel worthy of love. You think that you're beyond repair. But what God is saying is you are not beyond repair. You are one prayer away from your slate being completely wiped clean. And all you have to do is confess your sin and declare who I am. And when you do that, it's a new beginning. Mm -hmm. And God doesn't see you for your mistakes. I think that was something that was so hard for me to wrap my head around was because I saw myself for the mistakes that I had made. And it was really hard for me to see myself through God's eyes after Mm -hmm. he had wiped my slate clean. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's just that big thing where we can't fall into the trap of thinking that we can earn our Mm -hmm. salvation. We can't earn our rightness with God. That's a gift from God. And that sets us free from this Mm -hmm. trap of having to work for salvation. Right. So true. And before we pray on out, I wanted just to read you all um, the references for the few other scriptures in the devotional. If you just want to write them down and go read Mm -hmm. them after, they're really, really great. It's Mark chapter 8, verse 31. The next one is Luke chapter 22, verses 54 through 61. And then the last verse is John chapter 21, verse 1 through verse 19. Cool. Love that. You ready to pray on out? I am. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this sweet reminder that we are not defined by our shortcomings. We're not defined by our mistakes. Lord, we are defined by who you are. We are defined by your name, that we get to be called your children, that as we come to you, you wipe our slate clean as we confess who you are, Lord. What a beautiful and incredible gift, Lord. Would you help us see ourselves 
the way that you see us and not through the lens of shame today, Lord. Would you just remind us of who you say that we are? And as you do that, Lord, would we just praise um, who you are even louder? Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing into God. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Aloha. Aloha.